you two still living? Yeah, and what ma- Dude, don't even bother saying a word. A boot has no quarrel with an ant. I know, Loki J, but let me just get in one more. I, I swear, it'll be subtle. You're listening to the Skeleton Crew. Exclusively on websites with more traffic than four people a month. We decided that we didn't want to do uh, four people. Um, we, we weighed the option of doing that, and we thought that, you know, we would try to branch out and get more people involved. Which is a silly thing. <laughs> oh, come on. You didn't really think I would ever do a single show there, did you? Hey, cat. For me, it's nothing but the best. All the time. Yes, sir. I'm done slumming it up. I know. And we're going to get back to shows that jump the shark in a minute. But right now, we just want to make a little announcement. Starting June 12th. We will be doing an in-depth look at the Sleepaway Camp franchise to kick the summer off like we should with a little bit of Angela Baker. So look for those shows around June 12th. We're going to break it up into four parts. We're probably going to release it every Tuesday and Friday for those two weeks. Now the term jump the shark is a common reference to when a show or a franchise or series of movies go bad. But I'm going to give you a quick 30-second technical reason of why it's called Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is an idiom that is used to describe the moment in the evolution... Wait, 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 before we get to the Jump the Shark, please, let me just tell you this. I I just read it on Twitter, and and it's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. I I think you'll appreciate it. Totally unprofessional. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, this is how it works, I, I think, on this level. Yeah, on Twitter I read something just now, and I I think you'll enjoy it, because I certainly did. Guess what was officially green-lighted? Or green-lit, I'm sorry, not green-lighted, green-lit. <laughs> Halloween 3. No, this is even this is even better than Halloween 3. Friday 13th Part 2. No, I wish, but no. Can I get one more guess? Yeah, okay, go ahead, give me. Come Receptacles 4. No. <laughs> no, this is, this is even better than that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's it's the ABC Family series Melissa and Joey that stars Joey Lawrence and Melissa Joan Hart. It's been greenlit for a second season. That's exciting. Jump the shark yeah. is an idiom that is used not an idiot like Mike an idiom. Yeah. That is used to describe the moment in the evolution of a horror franchise when it begins to decline in quality that is beyond recovery. This usually takes place when the writers use some type of gimmick in a desperate attempt to keep viewers' interest. It referred to the point in a horror franchise's history when the protagonist had outlived his freshness and the viewers had begun to feel that the movie's writers were out of new ideas. The phrase, jump the shark, comes from a scene in the fifth season premiere episode of Happy Days, titled Hollywood Part 3, in an episode where a water-skiing Fonzie wearing swim trunks and his trademark leather jacket jump over a confined shark, answering a challenge to demonstrate his bravery. Awesome episode. Yeah, right. Now, when I was a kid and I saw Fonzie do that, I knew that something went wrong with this show. 
even at that young age, Alex, you could tell that they jumped the shark. Yeah, well, at that young age, I said something went wrong with this show. Like, what right. is this? Mm-hmm. I think it. I think I really noticed when he was sitting on the beach and he was wearing his leather jacket. I I think an idea two guys can only go so far, you know? Yeah, we're going to pinpoint exactly where each horror franchise lost its good writing, direction, whatever you want to call it. It's it's Pizzazz. It's it's spark, it's fire. Where it all just went like oomph. Yeah. So, where do you want to begin? <laughs> we could start with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's okay. a good one to start with. All right, part one, perfect, right? Uh, agreed. I yes. mean, it felt like real life. It felt like a documentary. The acting was solid as a rock. Filming was awesome. It was grainy. It was real. It was gritty. Awesome kills. It was shocking. Shocking, and it had an effect on me. It really scared me. That was one of those movies that really got to me. Yeah. Edwin Neal as the hitchhiker scared me half to death. Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah, yep. one's in there he's like, Ooh, and he has that split blade, and he's like cutting his hand, and I'm like, oh. I was I was hoping that the guy in the wheelchair in the van would die, though. Here we go with Mike's gimp hate. No, I just had to throw that in there. I just I hope that he would. I thought you guys were supposed to band together. No, Mike wants all the sympathy and attention. And <laughs> you know. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, when he was cutting himself up in that van, you, I felt like I was in that van with them, like, looking at this guy, dude. That's, that's how much that movie pulled me in right away. And I'll tell you what, this is no lie. When I first watched it, when I first got into, quote-unquote, modern horror, because I told you I was a classic guy before I became, like, a Jason Freddy, or not, I never became Freddy, but right. uh, Jason Ma- Michael guy and all that stuff. It's a good way to start, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classics are the good way. It's, you know, because that way you appreciate them more than if you had to go back and see a more tame movie, you know? And plus you have a better understanding of the evolution of them, so. Right, yeah, there you go. So, when I was done watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I seriously turned the TV off and just sat there for like five minutes. Yep. I'm not kidding. I really did. And I was about uh, 20. Mm-hmm. And I still did that because I know I should have been like... Uh, I should have already been numb to that, but I don't know, man. I I still thought it was that good, and I was shocked. Yeah. And then we get to part two. Oh God! No, Bill Mosley was great in that. Get him in the face. Get her. Get her. In the radio station. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we know the radio station. Yeah, we get your reference. <laughs> get uh, it? Because it's your dog. Yeah, no, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this went horribly wrong. You, the the comedy. Why? Uh-huh. How do you watch part one and say, you know what part two needs? It needs to be funny. It needs to be outlandish and crazy and over-the-top 80s like everything else that's happening right now. And I'm not even sure. What year was that, Mike? 86. Okay, then it was happening. Uh, It probably watched Jason freaking lives and said, okay, you know, that's where we're going here, I suppose. I disagree, but okay. Dude, Mike, Mike, you really do like this movie, though, like, legitimately. I love it. I think that it's great. Come on. Dude, Dennis Hopper's what's, what's in wrong? it, right? Dude, Probably Dennis one of Hopper the worst kicks movies ass of in that career. movie. Are you, you insane? Dennis Hopper what? kicks total ass in that movie. That, that's what I just said. Probably one of his worst movies, though, but he kicks I ass disagree. in every movie. Now, with that said, dude, there's nothing good about that movie. Dude, looking back, you know, now with Devil's Rejects, 
I totally have an appreciation for Bill Mosley. Now, other than that, really, you know, I, like I said, looking back, okay, I can see it, whatever. But if I, if Devil's Rejects was never made, dude, and looking back, I would not say that is the staple of this guy's career or like that was a high point. Like that, that character was so comical and over the top. It was so stupid, dude. Like Leatherface, you know, punching through walls and stuff like that. That was completely over the top. Like you can't legitimately say that movie was good. Go. Dude, oh, please. What about where they lived, dude? He's in like a cave system. That's neat. It's very, it's 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 like out in the desert, out in the middle of nowhere. And you know, he had grandpa there, and it was just like a whole big family reunion in the desert. I loved it. Well, what so did you, you thought, like about Dan, that? What, what was scary about that? Wait. So you thought that it wasn't scary to you when the kids were driving in the car, hitting the mailboxes, and Leatherface is like beside them, trying to get them. You didn't find that scary at all? Not even close. <clears throat> and and furthermore, dude, <laughs> I just couldn't even barely make it through the movie because it was so ridiculous. No, 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 no. I don't think that it went bad until Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning from 1994. I just think that that movie was complete and utter, utter garbage. The so beginning? you didn't like the beginning, no, but no, you, not you the liked beginning. Texas Chainsaw 2. You're thinking of something else. No, no, no. I mean the next generation. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yes. after the okay. next generation from 1994, not the beginning. I, I got it. I got them backwards. I'm sorry. So you like number um, three? Yeah, I like I like number three a lot. I like the, okay. you know, weather face. No, three, three is solid. I saw three. Yep. It is solid. Yeah, I haven't seen number three. I, I've heard mixed reviews, but I'll... I'll uh, okay, yep. Yeah. He, Mike, here's what I look for in a movie when I see if it's jumping the shark. Right. Um... Does it feel like the original? The character growth, does it make sense from prior mo- from prior movies or events? Uh, for example, the brother gets fucking mauled by a truck. I don't understand how he's even alive. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely ridiculous, and it takes the realism out of the movie. So right, right there, well, then, right well, there, it's a joke. Right, right well, there. there you go. But look at any other horror franchise that you got. They, characters die. From the first to the next one. Like, Jason dies at the end of no, every movie. No, 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 no. You don't compare this to Jason because Jason movies are a joke. When you think about, they were always made for fiction. That was right. always just right. a goof. This was supposed to be events based on a true story. This is a total other realm. Not anymore, set. though. I think, I think by the time the second movie in a franchise But that's why happened. it's jumping. Don't you understand? That's why it's jumping the shark. Not really, because you just change, you just change avenues. No, that movie isn't based off of stuff like that. You jumped because you went into a direction or you took it somewhere. It's just bad writing. Why did we need that brother there again? I would have been perfectly fine if another character, like if someone else became their slave because they kidnapped him and he begged Leatherface not to kill him. So he said, all right, well, you're our boy now and you kill for us and, you know, like whatever. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been the same if you did that, though. Well, who cares? It would have been better, probably. It might have been more realistic. Like, I would rather the guy who cleaned the windshield in the first movie to come back. That guy was cool. <laughs> well, let's face it, too. And 2 was a prime example of, you know, the studio taking it, throwing a bigger budget at it. And they didn't know what they were doing as, as far as telling a story. You know, telling a shocking, fresh story that, like you said, continues the first. Dude, it didn't. It was a different movie. It was basically saying, okay, we're going to throw Texas Chainsaw on it. And that movie was crap. Exactly. You can't argue that. Dude. Yeah. That movie sucks. Exactly. <laughs> and and in the first one, Leatherface was a creepy-ass mofo. And in the second <laughs> one, he's some dumbass lunkhead who, right. 
who who's like Bebop and Rocksteady from the Ninja Turtles. I still think he was definitely creepy, though. All right. Well, number two. Okay, let's. We're gonna do our things. Uh, Dan, yep. number two jumps the shark. Absolutely. All right. Number two for me, Mike. Number four. Number four. All right. So that means number two jumped the shark. Let's move on to Puppet Master. <laughs> yeah. Puppet Master Part One Jump the Shark. Part no. One, absolutely. On drugs. Didn't yes, happen. but I couldn't get past the dinner scene when all those lo- '80s losers were at the dinner table yeah, with the bad haircuts. The '80s. It was. It was. That's typical for the '80s. You come to expect that. So you can't. You can't discriminate in that way, shape, or form. I love the 80s. I, one of my favorite TV shows in the world is Tales from the Dark Side, and you can't get more 80s than that. Right. Now, but the thing is, that's just a terrible movie. I couldn't get into it. I didn't care what the puppets were going to do. It was just boring and stupid. However, I did watch part four and five because somebody told me that those have a more of an 80s feel, like uh, the real 80s movies right. that, that are relevant and good. Right. <laughs> um, and I watched both of them. Part four was a very good movie. Part five was about half of that. I, I, I like four and five. Look, I like one, two, four, five, and six is decent. But three is where I think they lost it, just because it was a flashback movie where you show Toulon in World War II uh, and oh, the uh, not he has the puppets battling the Nazis. I mean that's <laughs> oh my god. That's a little bit of a stretch for me, honestly. A little bit. Mike has a better grasp on when it jumped the shark, so I'm going to go ahead with his vote. I didn't watch them. I only watched four and five. I think Dan was spared of all of them, right? Absolutely. Those Dude, movies just are unwatchable. Don't offer. Wait a minute, though. What about each woman? Just doesn't offer anything. At the, at the one scene when the dude's in the bed. And she, like, is up on him and, like, spits the leech, like, kind of, like, spits the leech into his yeah. mouth. And he's like, <laughs> and then Tunneler comes in and, 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 and you drills just him in the on head. Something like- no, I was, just, I was just demonstrating what it sounded like when Leech Woman kind of, you know, uh, spitted or vomited the leech into the guy's mouth. And then Tunneler came in and, in his head with the tunnel. Dan, I, I think Mike was choking on something. Here's here's another <laughs> clip of Mike choking on something. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> wow. That, that's all I got to say is, wow, dude. You know, you continue to deliver with these these drops and uh hey it's, just call me fred norris all right let's move on i think a puppet master is a waste of all of our times and i don't want this to be a house three moment where people shut the fucking show off wow. well just to break it down though real quick like i saw it and i just didn't find anything good at it that's just my opinion a lot of people might like that kind of stuff but that and the leprechaun series fuck out of here uh, we're not we're not doing leprechaun this no exactly that's what i'm saying it's just a kind of a i don't know it's kind of one of those uh bypass so well, moving you're along both, you're, yeah, you're, you're both wrong but okay continue yeah good the lost boys the first one, I remember I watched it. I didn't think it was that great. Then, all of a sudden, part two and three came out, and Mike told me he has all the Blu-rays, so it reignited my interest. I was like, eh, you know, I really didn't hate that first one, so I went and blindly bought all three of them because yeah. 
because I, I felt like, wow, that's pretty cool. They made three of them, and uh, Corey Feldman's in them. That's cool. All right, and I just bought them blind, and it's because I got three for 30 bucks. Now, it's, yeah. you know, it's a good deal either way. So I brought them home. Or I should say Amazon delivered them. Yeah. Put the first one in. I was really into the first one. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. felt there's one thing I don't like about part one or part two. Oh, jeez. They kill the vampires very easily. Right. No. Dude, there's not much of a challenge with a lot of those kills. Like, for example, one that comes to mind is the one in the bathtub or something going after... I don't know if he was attacking somebody, but... Oh, the guy that was awesome with the garlic in the bathtub. Come on, dude. Yeah, but it was very easy to kill him, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, so Lost Boys 2. Everybody in the world thinks that absolutely sucked dick. It didn't. It didn't. Nope. No. Nope. Good. Everybody in the world but us three. Autumn Reeser is oh, she's hot, amazing man. in that film. I love her. I think she's amazingly attractive. I love that Spanish chick in the beginning. That oh, was... Of course you do. Yeah. yeah. That, was da- that was dancing at that party, and she says, I follow surfers, and sometimes they follow me. And they went in the, the stand-up shower, dude. Right. Oh, my God. Is she hot or what? Yeah, dude, she was smoking, dude. The other chick, uh, the, the lead chick, like you said, too, she was um, she was really good looking. I like that movie, though. And Stiff was brothers in it, which is fantastic, which mm-hmm. is great. But uh, um, see, that with that movie, it screams straight to DVD, but at the same time, it's really good. And it you could tell it was trying to pay homage to the first one, which they did. Now, I, I had a little problem with um, with Feldman's voice in the movie. I thought it was too froggish. You know, oh, I thought it was because, dude, the, this movie was a little bit more in tone, serious. You know, serious tone than the first one because the first one it had a serious tone. I'm not saying that, but it was much more jokey and and you know it kind of flowed more like almost like i want to think of like maybe like an et or something like that like something that anybody could really watch and uh besides the vampire killing obviously but with this one it was kind of more serious so it didn't really gel as much as the first one with that said i liked it i liked his role in it i liked how he came back in it i just i liked the whole cast um one thing i did not like was the cover of the uh original song you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, yeah. The song yes. in that movie. Cry, little sister. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible yeah. cover, dude. This Same guy way. tries so hard and just cannot hit the same notes. I don't know if he can't or what, but he just sucks. <laughs> Why wouldn't you play the original? I mean, that would be awesome. Like, But here's yeah. the thing, though. That movie is one of my favorite horror movies. Really? I love the head vampire, Shane. Dude, I love that guy. Like, yeah. He's a bad actor, but... I really, I like it though. I don't know why. There's something about his look and how he's just cool and laid back. And uh, I'll tell you what, I hate the guys with him. I really do. Yeah. I think those are those are three asshole vampires. And um, I did like the beginning scene though, to Alex when uh, when they met up with fucking when they had that little confrontation with Savini. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I like when he kicked his head and he hit the spine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was awesome. good. That was good. We used to give it props too, because look at how many vampire movies are out. And you know, ex- even excluding Twilight, everybody wants to go straight to Twilight and rag on it. But there's a lot of vampire movies out that just, you know, they've taken it way too far. And this one was kind of simple, you know, not simple no. in the sense where you know it was badass, dude. You got motorcycles, you got chicks, you got 
parties at the beach. You got oh surfing and shit. Like mm-hmm. it was just awesome, dude. And um, it was just a fun time. And Mike, what do you think about this? A lot of people think mm-hmm. it was a it was a loose remake. It was almost the same story. It kind of was, in a, in, in a lot of ways. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I, I guess I can kind of see that. The only the only thing was, like, uh, Feldman's character, you know, Edgar Frog, wasn't in it much at all. And that might have been a good thing, because his acting, I don't know what's wrong with him. You know, I used to feel bad. I used to be like, that's messed up, you know, just because he's a child star, you're going to shun this guy, and what do you think, he forgot how to act? And when I watch these movies, I, f- I feel like the answer is yes. <laughs> you, you, see, I, I love Feldman. I, I met him before at a Monster Mania convention. It was neat. Uh, I, I had to, like, I almost cried, like, meeting him just because I was so happy to meet him. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely different than he was like if you look at him in that movie and then you look at him and say um the goonies or stand by me it's just totally it's different it's 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 totally different performance not they're totally different movies you know but 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 those were genuine performances and guess what i'm gonna tell you the truth he wasn't a good actor in lost boys one I don't know about that one. I liked him in Lost Boys. Dude, that whole fake voice bullshit, dude, it just doesn't sound real. It sounds like you're acting like, I'm acting. Hi, I'm a vampire killer. I'm acting right now. No. It's just... You know when he sounded really bad? If you watch Lost Boys of the Tribe, if you look at him in that movie, it's almost like he's trying to imitate um, Christian Bale in (laughs) Batman. (laughs) The voice? Yeah. Who are you? Where's the vampire? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a vampire killer. Your sister's a bloodsucker. Like, number one, nobody talks like that. And you know where it really falls flat? Where's that? And this is where... I don't think Lost Boys 3 jumped the shark. I think they're shark-free right now. And right. because 3 wasn't that bad, it was actually pretty interesting. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't amazing, and you're right. The two, I think Dan said it, they, they, they scream straight to Blu-ray. Right. But they're still fun and good. Now, do you think if they were to do a Lost Boys 4, which was rumored at one point, but, you know, and they were going to have the return of uh, Corey Haim's character, but then he died, so obviously they couldn't do that. Um, Do you think now if they do a Lost Boys 4 that that will be a shark jumper? Well, it's going to be about werewolves this time. You think? Oh, I know it. Didn't you see the end of Part 3? Yeah, but uh, I don't know if they're going to go that route. Dude, the, the the girl pulled a Michael Jackson thriller on you and turned around and looked at the camera with her yellow eyes at the right. end of the Right, well, well then that will be, that'll be a shark jumper, definitely. Yeah, well, people will say, this is supposed to be about vampires and um, and all that, but I don't know. So I guess the, I don't want to go too long if we don't think it jumps, so um, it didn't jump. Right. I don't think so, no. I, I, I like it all around. I mean, you know, you, you want to talk in the whole spectrum of all movies being made, you know, all time. It's definitely not up there. But like you said, dude, they're fun movies. It's I can't think of anything that I could pinpoint and be like, oh, that was ridiculous. That was horrible. No, me neither. Good good series all around, you know. I don't think it jumped the shark at all. So I love it. I watched part yep. two about I, I watched part two about seven times at this point. So I, yep. I love it. I love it a lot. So, okay. Exorcist. Let's get to The Exorcist. Now, oh. These are bad movies, and what really pisses me off well, the is first, that... No, the first one is not bad, and the third one is not bad. That's what pisses me off, that 
Well, I'm not going to agree with the third one, but the first one, I remember I was 21. Mike, you'll you'll memorize this cuz you're the you're the bookworm or whatever of the show. What right. year did they re-release 2000? Okay, I was 20 years old. I never saw Exorcist. They okay. re-released it in the theater. Right. I wanted to go, but I didn't have a chance. Dude, see this is I I <clears throat> I saw The Exorcist back I wanted to go to the theater, but I didn't see it, but <clears throat> I saw it back, oh, jeez. I had to be 15 or 16, I think, when I saw it. And it, But the thing is, it didn't really scare me. Oh, my God. You're nuts. <clears throat> Dude, I was, tr- I was in that theater like, holy fuck. This movie I, is unbelievable. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I loved it. I just didn't, th- I just didn't think it was scary. Now, maybe it was because it was originally released in... In the 70s, you know, but... Uh... No, 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 Mike. That movie was scarier than anything they've done since involving exorcisms. Oh, no Dude, way. Dude, look at that Agreed. piece of dog shit, that last exorcism that they have the balls to have a part two of. Right. That movie is a, a pile of rat excrement smeared on a cracker, eaten by a homeless guy, shit out, and eaten by a dog. Wow. My goodness. Wow, you hate it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I think I've explained that in one of our news segments. Dude, that wasn't even shit. an exorcism movie, though. It was a joke. It was a waste. It was another throw yeah. the, that word on a movie and we'll sell. Right. And that's all that was, that p- total piece of garbage. And right. and that was not even scary. It, there was no point to it. It didn't keep you on the edge of your seat. It was a big build-up to nothing, mm-hmm. and that just tells you that even though this movie was made in the 70s, look how much better it was than anything coming out today. Even if you throw Exorcist in the title, they can't keep up. Now, okay, we praised this enough. Let's get to the actual jumping parts. That's what the show's about. Now, part two was Total absolutely shit. <laughs> absolutely horrendous. Part two was a, a, a good concept with a terrible execution. Um... In that movie, like, Reagan gets counseling and shit, and all of a sudden they pull out this machine yeah. in in the 80s or something. What year? Not that it matters, but uh, the machine allows people to view visions in other people's heads. Right. <laughs> Apparently. Did I miss out on this? <laughs> I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised that Linda Blair said, you know what, I'll do this movie. Oh, I can't believe she did that. Like... Like and it's all about this African tribe with the locusts. It's just mind-numbingly dull and boring. And the scenes where they're like looking at her thoughts and it's that they go on forever, dude. And then like she's going against the uh, like the devil is called Pazuzu and shit. Pazuzu, <laughs> I summon thee, Pazuzu. Yeah, and then and then and then suddenly like. Uh, a psychic is communicating with Reagan all the way from Africa. Like, since since when is Reagan psychic? <gasps> I, I, can, I can feel it inside me. Deep inside me. You actually remember any lines from this movie? No. Oh, okay. And, and the thing <laughs> is, like, now she has another spirit residing inside of her. They spent a whole fucking movie taking one out of her, and it's, there's still one there? Right. Well, because it was never really gone. There was just nothing scary about this. It was just so boring, and it just fell completely flat. Horrible movie. I don't even want to talk about it no more.
There we go. So Exorcist Two jumps the shark. Do we all agree? Yeah, and the yes. beginning was was uh, the beginning was was good. I thought the prequel, Exorcist Four, so to speak. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Movie. Yeah. Okay, let's get to a fan favorite, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. <sighs> let's hear where you're going to go with this one. I am blown away by that. Nightmare on Elm Street Legacy documentary? Yeah. Did you both see that? Uh, oh, more than once, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you hear how they gushed and went on and on about how part four was so good? And because it is. Loved it, and people loved it. Yeah. Right off the bat. Like, when I first saw it, all I could think of is, oh, look, those two guys are back, Kincaid and, <laughs> Kincaid and Joey. I loved it. They became parodies of themselves right <laughs> off the bat. And and it's yeah, funny did. because oh my god, like good point. Hey motherfucker. Which, <laughs> you know, like, come on, you fucking asshole. No, but that's how he talked in three. Dude, get it's the like, Friday. I know. But dude, there it was genuine and it was a real character. Yeah, but it was now genuine there too. Don't you get it when they're in the junkyard and he's like I'll see you in hell. It was a token black guy at that Oh, give point. me a break. I disagree. He went from a character with a real personality to a token filler parody of himself. Yeah. That... Well, we know all about fillers, don't we? So continue. But here's the thing, though, Alex, about that movie, number four. Yeah. Now, it is. That's basically all that movie is, is kind of a parody of itself, where I think, oh. yes, it jumped the shark. Now, me personally, I do like the movie. Now, you said how everybody's in love you with do. it. You do? Yeah, I, I like the movie. Now, do I think it jumped the shark? Literally, when Freddy's on the beach in that movie, <laughs> a, as a shark, you know. I mean, come on. Yeah, doesn't it, that? Yeah, isn't that a good telltale sign? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, talk about like. Uh, almost too. Yeah. Yeah. Like Freddy literally is a shark. Right. Mm-hmm. Could you? Would you imagine? I mean, you could stretch it and say. You know, part one had its hokey moments. He was dark there, but, you know, what about when he stretched his arms out and he was scratching the wall and shit like that? Like, that was kind of, that was kind of cartoonish. And it does take the, but then again, you could think of it as totally crazy scary. I mean, there's two ways to go there, but I think once you watch the rest of the movies, you look back on that now and it takes away from it because you know he's a goofy guy. Right. And he's not really scary. I mean, dude, everything... With this movie, like, I watched it again for this show, and I was like, I couldn't believe people think that this is good. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg is a poor man's Michael Cera, and in this, <laughs> yeah. in, in this movie... Well, who was, the, Dude. Who was who's the poor man's Kincaid in this movie or whatever? No, no, saying. no. I have another one. Yeah. The poor man's Corey Feldman was the, the guy, who the, the karate guy. Oh, bullshit. No, he was not. Dude, that was Dude, that supposed to be even Corey Feldman. close to what Feldman can do. They couldn't get Corey Feldman. They hired that jackass. Yeah, but they wouldn't. Corey Feldman wouldn't do that movie. He was look. Corey Feldman was above horror movies at that point. I think the dog pissing to get Freddy back to life. Uh-huh. Oh, that was neat. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. And then how you see all the bones like form and the skeleton forms and the organs like regenerate themselves, dude. That was kick-ass. I loved that so That was much. That was cool. That was cool. But, dude, like, when Kincaid, like, with his death, it was so, like, quick and awkward. Like, he's, dude, he was, like, yelling, and then all of a sudden, like, 
he, they, they pull away from him, yelling in the middle of the whole entire thing. And then the very next scene, Freddy has his claw rammed through the guy's chest. It's like the, ed, the editing was terrible in that No, how, how is it the editing? Because Freddy just appears. That's how it works. That, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, anyway, like the good parts of that movie were like, I always love Joey's dreams. He can't go wrong. He always dreams about pretty hot chicks. Right. Well, Joey right. only dreamed once in that movie, and then he was dead. So. Yeah, but in part three he dreamed, and that that. Well, yeah, that smoked. that was a good dream. That was a very good dream. And dude, the the redhead, she just wasn't the lead actress, man. No. Lisa Wilcox. And what was with that fake smoke in the cigarette? That remember when she lit the cigarette and it never actually lit? Yeah, well, she's <laughs> trying to be tough at that point. <laughs> That's yeah. true, Alex. You're right, dude. I think she was a pretty good actress in that movie, but dude, they jumped the shark in that one. But dude, a lot of people would argue number two. You guys, now we all like that movie, but you can see and you know there's going to be at least not, if not backlash, there's definitely going to be some people saying number two jumped the shark. But with that said, because that's where he got a little, you know, silly or whatever. But by number three, he was coming with all his little quips and stuff like that. But number three, Dream Warriors, was different. They took it not too far, I don't think. They did it perfectly as far as the dream sequences go and how far they took it and how they didn't make it too cartoonish. But, you know, a lot of those kind of barely just crossed that line to consider it, you know, quote-unquote jumping the shark, you know, taking it a little too far where it fell off. So I don't think I don't think two, three, or four did it. it it's oh, really? tough because four, it, it's borderline, dude, because that's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. one of those movies where some of it's stupid and, and over the top, yes, but did that kill it? No, that was one of the highest grossing movies. So that was dude, really so big. What? It, dude, it was high. Gro- and, I'm going to tell you why it was high grossing. Number one, because part three was so good. Right. And, every, right. and then everybody who, got, who watched part three got the video. And then, you know, people who didn't go to the movies, they rented it. So all those people now saw it and loved it. It. So now you got the rental people and the movie people who all went to see part four. That's why I made the most of my money. There's right. no way that it's because of the quality. Do, need I remind you? Freddie's wearing sunglasses on the beach and he's like, reach out and touch someone. Mm-hmm. Or want to suck face? Learning is fun with Freddie. Like, what the fuck? Like, but oh I don't my think God. that killed it though. That's what I'm no, saying. Like, I agree, dude. dude. I think dude. I think they went overboard with it. Absolutely, definitely. But I just think like a lot of people like that movie, dude. That's one of their favorites. I'm not saying it's one of my favorites, but I definitely I don't hate it. It's dude. Look at past those movies. You know, go hop forward. You know, dude. two, three movies. All of those movies are pretty much crap. You know. This is where it started, though, dude. The cheesy '80s shit, where she's dressing up as all her friends combined. Are and you kidding me? And I'm the guy that yeah, didn't even fucking fight Freddy, but he just fought nothing air. You know that? Yeah, <laughs> dude. It was yeah. It was a little ridiculous. I agree, dude. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I just think that it wasn't the worst thing ever. Like I I think you're right though. That was the beginning of the decline. It started with Freddy with sunglasses, and like you said, you know, you want to suck face and all that. It, it went a little too far. Absolutely, and and that you right though that was the beginning of the downfall now after that i think it progressively got worse oh yeah it was horrible after that they killed the franchise after every movie they were just clawing scraping for anything and then they were coming up empty uh, on every level so yeah you know it's it's tough because that it, it is where it jumped the shark absolutely i agree but i just find it hard to say because that's kind of one of those movies that i do like but just because it's so mindless and they're taking basically uh. the original idea and just kind of you know putting a little extra on it but not really it's just another freddy movie 
Freddy's back in it. He's killing people. It's fun, so. Dude, the idea is good. It was actually a pretty good idea, but it was just pitifully done. Even mm. the boyfriend and Alice, could you care less about any two uh, characters? They were brother and sister, though. I thought that they were very believable in those characters. No, no, the the redhead's boyfriend. Oh, Dan? The brother's friend, Dan, yeah. The only good things about that movie is, like, when the chick turned into a roach, and, like, when Freddy's, <laughs> when Freddy's body was being torn apart by the arms coming out of him. That was so badass, dude. But, dude, even if you think of how they killed Freddy by by his reflection, are you fucking joking? Like, yeah. how, how much well, dumber... Well, kill him like that. He just... That, that's how you knew he was still around, because you saw the reflection in the pool at the end. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Come on. You know, little, little stuff like that really just fucking bothers me about movies like that. But anyways, moving along. Yeah, we have to move along. All right. <laughs> a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Five is where it trumped the shark for me. Okay. I say four, Dan. Um, Come on, Dan. Dan. I have to say four. I have to say four. You yes! son of a bitch. You, hey, I got to take out my, my, my personal uh, love for the movie, you know, despite that, you know. Just like me with Jason Part Eight, dude. I knew me, Dan. You, dude, you gotta me. take you gotta take the passion out of this sometimes, so you don't sound like a total asshole. I, I'm not disappointing you, Mike. Like I like the movie. I just think you know you gotta look at it from from a third party perspective and take yourself out of it. You know what I mean? It's just that's where it jumped the shark, bro. You know, it's it's tough to say, man. <laughs> yeah, and that stupid miserable dad who supposedly couldn't stop drinking, please. But dude. That's realistic. It's really hard to stop drinking. Uh, not really, Mike. I quit drinking like 15 times already. It's not impossible. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Skeleton Crew, part one of When a Horror Franchise Jumped the Shark. Your motto, fuck lotto. I'll get the seven digits for a doll from your mother tomorrow. <laughs> wow. That, that's, um... He's burned that bridge. All right. That's some words there, yep. Are you sure you don't want to go back into obscurity? <laughs> we got next. Yeah, we got next. The Jaws franchise. Yes. Now, there's a clear-cut winner here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one, fellas. Yeah. Yep. Who, let's see by the titles. What title do you think jumped the shark is what I want to know. You got Jaws. You yeah. got Jaws 2. Mm-hmm. Then you got Jaws 3D. Shit. That, uh, we're stopping there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. No, I was just saying, this movie's just filled with, like, all those awkward, stupid 3D scenes where something's coming right at the camera. You know, like that kind of stupid stuff, and it just does not play well on your TV. And and the, then, is this the one where we find out that Jaws is a woman? I mean, I mean female? Right. Well, yeah, you, you know what would have made it better? Because they weren't, you know, it it was around SeaWorld, too, like they were around that. Right? Yeah, yeah, why would I, SeaWorld I think, associate yeah. themselves with that? What the fuck were they well, thinking? Well, no, you know, you know what I think would have made it better? <laughs> if they would have had a subtitle. Jaws versus Shamu. Right. <laughs> well, there is one scene where, like, dolphins, like, pull people to safety when Jaws is attacking them. <laughs> Peep, dude, yeah. people are actually in the middle of the ocean, and yeah. whatever they're doing goes wrong, and 
these dolphins come over and like say, "Hey, grab onto our fin," and these guys, it's a flipper. yeah, it's Flipper, Flipper, Flipper. They grab onto the fin, and these people away from the shark, and they survive. Ridiculous. Exactly. Like, that's Texas Chainsaw 2 compared to Part 1. That's right. that's this compared to Jaws 1. That's totally stupid. That is jumping the shark <laughs> and... Fucking stupid. Oh, dude, and the effects when Jaws, when Jaws blew up, it was a total oh, joke. Yeah. Dude, if, if you can't... You know what? And, and they blew him up before. They blew him the up one. in Jaws 2. No. Wait, Jaws 1. actually... Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Jaws they blew him up in one, one and then he electrocuted him in two, and then three two, all pets right. were off because it was 3D. Oh, yeah, that was that was just hard. It was so bad. If you cannot properly execute an effect, why are you doing the effect? Right. Right. Come on. I don't really have too much more to say about this. This is a gloss over. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say this too, though. Now, I know it was back then, Alex. I know. And that 3D compared to now is totally different. But would you agree that 3D done in certain situations, you know, like the Avengers, because we've seen that a few times now, I thought it was fucking awesome. It worked. It was cool. It was fun. It added to the fun. Now, that's just my opinion. But if done right, if executed correctly, it can work. But on a movie like, you know, Jaws, and you're trying to fucking throw everything at the camera, and it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, the Avengers wasn't shot to, to make things fly at your face. It, it obviously just, uh, you know, it, they filmed it naturally and it just added to it. I don't know how they added it. I honestly don't, but it was definitely done to fly well, in they your po- face. They did it post. Yeah, they did it post. Some some weird way. For example, it, it was post. Like, remember that little bizarre, that yellow ship they were, like a weird submarine they were in? Uh-huh. It just leaps yeah. off of the screen. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? You ever see cl- the original Clash of the Titans when, like, Harry Hamlin is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah when he when he's fighting these these monsters and the two-headed dog and all that shit, but he was in front of a screen? Right. That's what it looked like. You got it. <laughs> and it was like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and, and I... Uh, well, whatever. All right. So we did <laughs> Jaws 3. That's uh, the, the third one. Um... That's it, right? Yeah. All right, let's get Absolutely. to... Absolutely. Hands down. Now let's get right to Scream 3. Yeah. yeah. You're on drugs if you think that jumped the shark. Because I can tell you oh, exactly please. where the movie jumped the shark. Can I tell you where? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Can I... All right, I'll tell you right now. Yep. When... when the, well, I'll tell you when the franchise, when it jumped the shark, and then when it yep. came right back, because it's very easy for me to differentiate between the two. Okay. All right, what happens is, in Scream 2... Randy dies, it oh, jumped the shark. Dude. And then five minutes later, it kind of comes back. <laughs> and that's it. Can you believe that this guy will let all of his opinions be totally tainted? Dude, Randy was the driving force between that behind that film. And the fact that he makes a brief cameo in Scream 3 shows that it's a grade-A film. Too bad the cameo is supposed to be him filming himself before he dies, yet he looks five years older in the video. Nobody does it. <laughs> He's got different haircut and shit. No, dude, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's not a valid point, Mike. Mike, Mike seriously. Like, I, I disagree Randy, with you. Dude, I, I disagree. It is. That is the only reason. That is the reason that it jumped. If they would have kept that character alive, it, it would have stayed on course throughout the entire franchise. 
one of the most shocking moments in the Scream series, and that's why it's effective, because pretty much anybody can go, and if they do more Scream sequels, I wouldn't be surprised if if Nev Campbell or David Arquette or Courtney Cox went, because they can off anybody. Dude, Randy was awesome, dude. He died, man. I, I hate it just as much as everybody else, but get over it. Dude, let's break this down for real. Let's talk about, and Mike, you could you could refute every point. Right. Okay, maybe did a jump when Silent Jay and Bob made a cameo. You mean Jay and Silent Bob, not Silent Jay. Silent oh, Jay. <laughs> Dude, whatever. Dude, when they walked in, come on. That was amazing. Dude, that was so hacky. I thought it was great. It was one of the, dude, it was one of the high points dude. of the film. If they would have if they would have kept them in there a little longer and maybe had them get killed by Ghostface, that's the only thing that would have made it even better. That would be yeah, no, dude, it just takes you out of it. Remember when we mentioned the rise of Leslie Vernon and Cabin in the Woods isn't... Right. We don't like the parts where they take you out of the fantasy of movies and they try right. to make, like, Jason, Michael, and Freddy are actual people. Yeah, well, yeah, but this isn't Jason, Michael, or Freddy. This is Ghostface. This is, this is a real person. So that's the thing. It's a real person under that mask because they die. They don't come back. Every movie, it's a different killer. But those two guys were playing the characters. They would never hang out in real life. Dude, that dude, was you bullshit. Want, you want to bet? Dude, dude get Silent the f- Bob is like Kevin Smith when he keeps his mouth shut. We're done. Sydney having having the dreams about her ghost mom and shit. Like, Horrible. That Worst was incredible. That scared the shit out of me when she would just appear. Dude, uh, doesn't matter, though. Be, dude, it didn't fit in with the whole series. They never went to any in? dream sequences before, and they're going to go to well, it in you, the third one where yeah, it takes place you, in yeah, Hollywood. But goes, yeah, but it all goes together later in the end of the movie when you find out it's her brother. It all plays in. It's it does totally not, dude. No, it does not. Dude, dude they, 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 that was them desperately trying to reference the first movie to make you right. feel like you're watching Scream 1 when it's a... Yeah, but I you're did not. feel like that sometimes. Oh, exactly. Because it was a stupid backstory. I, actually, I liked Roman and all that, but dude, it was so stupid with, with all the ghost things, and you said it tied together. Dude, it seemed like they they basically forced that upon exactly. you. Exactly. For what? And, and, and first of all... How would uh, Roman know that Sydney is having those dreams in order to scare her and, and come out underneath brother. the thing and be all sketchy? Like, how would he know? It didn't because make any he's sense. Because brother. Okay. They're linked. Brothers and siblings and siblings and all that, they're bullshit. linked. That's exactly what happens. Dude, g- give me two of whatever you're on, Mike. Yeah, exa- dude, we need a bullshit button. I disagree. <laughs> bullshit! Yeah, <laughs> hey, listen, I want you to record a drop right now. Ready? Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Bullshit! <laughs> All right, that will, you guys will hear that probably after every sentence Mike says. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? I, I love Blu-rays, but that it revealed the fact that Jenny McCarthy has about a thousand freckles on her tits. I, I have to admit, I'd still... I would I have no soul that I should... Oh, so would I. <laughs> Even though they are too big. Alex, don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> okay. They're like, they're like pillows. Maybe I'll bleep that but out. But I don't like those. Oh, here's what I want to ask you guys. Mike's probably more of an expert. Is is the Scream voice consistent in all four movies? Was it the guy? Do you know for a fact? Yeah, it's the same guy in all of them. Oh, really? Okay, good. Yes, it yep. is Roger Jackson. Oh, that's good. Yep. All right, well, anyway... Like about when I was watching it, because once again I watched it for this show because I want a little yeah. refresher, and I I recall about forty minutes into this, I 
definitely realized I would not like this movie if I didn't like part one. Yep. I don't think there's anything good about this movie except for the fact it's continuing a great story. Exactly. Well, there's more than that. But if you don't like the first one, then obviously you're not going to watch two, three, or four. So, no, see the whole the whole thing with Scream Three is actually, in my opinion, dude, it's ironic, and it's ironic in the sense that Scream is the quote unquote meta movie or meta series, and that's exactly what Scream Three was. It was it was so meta that it was stupid, dude. And you want to use that fucking term, you know, a million times in that series, you know, it's gonna happen. I understand, but no, that, that is the epitome of it. Dude. It, no, it was trying to be a Scream movie, and it wasn't. It right. was basically a shell of a Scream movie, exactly. dude. It had nothing to do with anything. It, it had people dying, yes, but there wasn't any good chase scene. Like, look at the chase scene in number two with Gail and in the suspense when, when they were going through that back room, and then she goes into the other room and, and throws the uh, the bookshelf type thing over the door, and he just barely gets in. Like, so suspenseful. Good stuff. Good Good. Yeah. Oh, that's court. great. When she's when they're in that friggin' station and mm-hmm. she sees like Dewey in the recording booth or whatever, yeah. and then he gets stabbed. Yeah. Like, Whoa! and you see like Incredible. the blood split out. You know, spit out on the window. It was neat. Right. I loved it. And, and what is with Gail's hair, dude? With those fucking ugly bangs, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't like her hair much in three. And dude, that chick who who replaced her, that blonde. Parker Parker she was such an ugly whore, dude, with the chain smoking every second. Oh, God. What, what, what are you, a reporter for Woodsboro High? Oh, my God. Carrie Fisher making a cameo and saying... Oh, come on, that was genius. With that gross, that gross smoker's voice. Ugh. She's like, <laughs> a lot of people do confuse me for her, and I tell them, if I was really hurt, would I be working here? Or, like, whatever she said. I mean, really. I mean, it's just overdid everything. Like, Scream 2 was genius, dude. It was. It was a great sequel. But, you know, you look at Scream 3 compared to those other two. And, you know, whether you like it or not, it's just... I'm sorry, dude. If you say this is a good movie, you're on drugs or... There's something seriously wrong with you. That's brilliant. Like, yeah. (laughs) Again, with the token black guy... Are you kidding me? Why don't you just hire Chris? Oh, I got trivia for you guys. Do you know where that guy, Dion Richmond, is his name? Do you know what 80s sitcom he, uh, well, he became a reoccurring character on? Different Strokes? No. Bill Cosby Show? The Cosby Show, you are exactly 100 correct, 100% correct. He was, um, the daughter Rudy's friend. Friend? Um, That's Kenny right, or dude. Bud. That was him? him? Yep, that's him, Dion Richmond. Well, you know what's funny? How you said he's the token black guy. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time, not another teen movie. That's exactly who he plays. That's what, that's his <laughs> name. That's who he plays, dude. <laughs> yep. And, and you know what? Like, the other scene that I thought was dumb, you remember how, like, that weird Loomis moment in Halloween when um, Loomis is standing outside the Myers house for hours all through the night, and all of a sudden he just turns to the left and sees the Myers car. Don't be, don't be blasphemous, sir. You're, you're reaching the blasphemy point. Sydney had a Loomis moment. She's sitting at this detective's desk for like hours, and then she, she just moves something over and sees a file of all her stuff on it. 
That was amazing. <laughs> Mike, wouldn't she have like looked through that stuff as soon as she sat down? It was... No, because she's got her stuff on her mind, dude. People are dying around her. The, the last thing she wants to do is look through somebody's folders. Yeah, well, anyway... Roman's explanation for like what he why he killed and all this other stuff that was good I liked it yeah it, it it tied it together well it's just too bad you had to sit through a like a dumb movie the whole time just to get to that part and what do you guys think about the original ending that they were supposed to have about um Stu Marker coming back from the first one I would have liked it I think that would have been neat See, I think it's hard to do, but I would have, you know, like, I would have loved that too. But would it, would it really have worked, do you think? I don't know. Because I think if they threw that in, that would have kind of maybe redeemed the movie. But like you said, Alex, I liked the way um, Roman's storyline played out. That was actually a good aspect of the movie. But that alone did not redeem the movie itself. Like, the, everything else was just trash. Like, it's almost like they they had a good story, but if they really took it and, and did it totally different, and not in Hollywood and the way they did it, and kind of a Scooby-Doo-ish mystery type of thing, like, you know what I mean? If yeah. they would have done it differently, then I probably would maybe like this movie. I mean, who knows? You know, oh, who you knows know, what it would have been, but... Yeah, you know... One thing I hated, the the jump scare, so lame. How do yep. you survive a knife in your heart, dude? Right. Come on. If you know, you do survive it. I'll tell you how you survive it. Because you survive it until that knife is pulled out. Because there's something, as long as the knife is in there, it's kind of like keeping things together. I don't think but that applies you, to a heart, Mike. As soon as you take it out, that's when you die. Mike, I think you're no. thinking of like when... I, I know what you're saying. It's like a plug. I don't think that applies. I don't think the heart can take a sharp... <laughs> sharp. It can't even take a blood clot. How could it take a knife inside of it? I just yeah, don't well, see the, that. The blood clot is, is blocking flow. The knife doesn't no, guys, necessarily do that. For, forget about that aspect. Look at the fact that when she checks Roman, we're, we're supposed to believe that he's dead. She even checks his pulse. That's complete bullshit, dude. That's a cop-out. And I heard in one of the commentaries that maybe I think in a scene or it was written that it was explained that he did something to slow down his breathing or something. Dude, that's a total cop-out. Right. That's the shark jumper. We got yep. one vote. I know Dan got another vote. Mike, what are you going to say? Part four is? No, not at all. I think part Randy's death, and then it came back five minutes later. You are insane, Michael J. Yep. He's still with that. All right. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed the first installment of the Skeleton Cruise when a horror franchise jumped the shark. Stay tuned to the channel for future installments. Next week, we will be back with our regularly scheduled show. Arrivederci, baby. (laughs) 